Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Good evening to each and every one. And God bless you. Uh, we would like the Lord just to have a wonderful time engaging in, in the history. And uh, and I would just like to 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 submit to you this, to this day that we're coming up uh, this Saturday, which will be June 19th. And for African Americans, June 19th is a just it's 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 a day that we celebrate. It's a renowned day for us to celebrate. June nineteenth is a day not that the slaves were actually free, but they were known that they were known to be free in uh in Texas in, in Galveston. And so as African Americans we don't celebrate July the fourth because July the fourteenth was dealing with 1776, it called uh, the the independence of the United States uh, gained uh, America gained its independence because America was a colony, a, a colony of Great Britain. The, the British and American War in around 1776, they gained their end. Well, America gained its independence and was no longer uh, a colonial, a colony of uh, of Britain and became an independent country after so many years it they became independent but during that 1776 African Americans or blacks who were still uh, in servitude were still slaves and earlier the 1500s when black first came into uh, New York and other places in earlier time because that's where they came in some of them came in first there in Florida and they uh, mainly they weren't uh, just slaves at at that point, but a lot of them were just, and it wasn't very many. A lot of them came over as indentured servants. Even in uh, one of them was in Florida, and he ended up, and in New York too, he ended up owning slaves on of their own. Also, we I would so I want to bring you up to up to par on dealing with. Uh, this day that we celebrate on June. If I would I would be remiss if I wouldn't explain to you a lot of things dealing with the Civil War and uh American slavery and I I'll go more in depth at a later date, but this time I'm trying to build up to come into America because there are so many events and historical things that occurred in Africa and other places before blacks ever arrived to the continent of the United States. We're going to talk about the Moors people and who 
had colonial colony, different colonies over in Spain and around Portuguese. They were they really conquered. The, the Moors were conquerors, and many of the Moors were people who came to America long before the Spaniards or the French or the British had ever came to the Americas. Now, I, I want us to understand that when uh, the slave, most people say that the first slave ship arrived around with about 19 slaves, and it came there in a, what they call Prince Comfort, Virginia, which is near what they call Jamestown, and that was in 1690. But a hundreds of years, be over a hundred and something years before, they had blacks in America. They already had blacks that were indentured servants. Some of the native, or who we call Native Americans today, who they call Indian, were a real dark-skinned people who could have came from Africa. Now, it's important that we understand that throughout that time, the, the numbers grew, people that were enslaved. See, because less a little over 100 years after 1619, the people who had over 100,000, the states that had over 100,000 slaves were Virginia. Virginia had 292,627 slaves. Now, South Carolina also had over 100,000 slaves in the 1790s. They had 107,094 slaves. Maryland, right around D.C., Maryland, Baltimore, they had 103,036. And North Carolina had 100,512. Now, I want you to understand New York and other Slaves that are other states further up north, they did have slavery, and they did have slaves. We don't like to uh, talk about it, but they uh, talk about being up north. Well, they had slaves too. And I want you to understand that even right here in America, as slavery came about, and it, they, they really start coming over on the slave ship, they say it was 1619. But I want you to understand that uh, so many came in and how, you know, they were free. And I, I'm not saying that we're even free today. I want uh, Don't get me mixed up saying that the situation that African Americans are in today is a form of freedom because I would, I, it would behoove me to say that I would, be lying to you, if I would say, because there's systemic racism and that this minimum wage and the prison system is a form of slavery, and we, we're going to touch on that. But I, it's important that we understand that that in January, that in January 1st now, from 1619 until January the 1st, 1808, the U.S. had officially banned importation of slaves from Africa and the West Indies, and it was it, it, it you know it was uh, banned 1807. Now I want you to understand now from 1619 to 1807 it was okay, and it's imperative that we understand that even with King James your Bible that uh, he had. And, and Pope Nicholas the sixth to sign a referendum for slavery. Okay, so those who thought that, say that they were Christians who were not, 
and I want to make it perfectly clear who are not Christians, who uh, even today some of them that claim or be Christians who watch the evil that goes on in America today, but yet never stand up and say anything about them. I'm talking about so many white televets. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. So many white televangelists that 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 actually never speak out, and I'm not gonna just let so many black so-called millionaires. <clears throat> oh God! Oh God! Forgive me. Excuse me. Oh, sneezing. Uh, so many, and there are a lot of black uh, televangelists that's on television making millions of dollars, but never talk about systemic racism, and it, it, it dates back to to. Uh, uh, blacks being enslaved. Now, it's important that, that we understand, like I said, that that really in January the 1st, 1808, the U.S. officially banned uh, importation of slaves. Now, they've been coming since the 1600s, but the United States, certain places in the United States, they banned slaves, and it was banned even earlier in 1807. Now, it's important that we understand that the first slave ship that they have on record, I told you earlier, came with 19 Africans, and it landed in Point Comfort, Virginia, Jamestown. Now, most of the Africans that they say that they came from, 26% of the Africans came from the West Central Africa, Congo, and Budo, and the other part came from Blight by Afro. And there was the Igbo, Tikar, Ablo, Bube, with 24.4%. Sierra Leone, the Mende, the Tina, was 15.8% of the slaves came from there. Senegamba was the Mandinka, the Fula, and the Warfolk. That was 14% of the slaves. The Windward Coast, the Mande, and the Karoo was 5.2. And, and the Bright Benai, which was the Yoruba, and the Eve, and the Fawn, and the Ela, they, and the, and the Meha, is 4.3. And the Southeast Africa, Makuta, and, and, and Malagra, now, I want to just take time, and when I did my, uh, my, uh, I did my ancestry, I found out that I had from, that had some from around uh, Angola, Congo, too. Uh, most of them was from around Bite, uh, by far, uh, Africa, which is around Nigeria, is, is Igbo, and also I can it bright it, this is also a bright Benai, which is Yoruba, and I, I tested with a lot of that in me with the Yoruba. But anyway, uh, so now we know that slave first slave ship that came to America is dated in sixteen nineteen. I've already told you in the fifteen hundreds that they had many slaves already here. Now after the president, after they banned slavery the United, in the United States, uh, they abandoned them bringing importation or bringing slave ship. 
they continued to bring slave ships into America. Matter of fact, they had a slave ship uh, that came in right there in, 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 in Mobile after the Civil War, and they had some living even in the 30s, 1930s, that were alive who came in on the last, called the last slave ship. Now, with the Civil War, the Civil War began April the 12th, 1861. At 4.30 a.m., the first shot was fired at Fort Spring Summer, and the war ended in 1865. Now the, the now the war really was the, the southern state that left was really about the southern state that left the Union, and the reason they left it was because they did not want to get rid of slaves. On April twelfth, eighteen sixty one, the war really heated up. The war, and most times you're gonna find they're gonna use a lot of different stories, and certain people don't like to deal with the fact that the Civil War was about slavery. So many uh, people who write books and other things try to add things to it, but I I, I don't understand why um, Caucasians or members of of the Caucasian race, a good many, not all, try to cover up that, 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 that horrifying issue of slavery and and you can't talk about today. No one wanted to, you to discuss slavery, but it's okay for those who call themselves Jews to talk about the Holocaust. But more people died during the the, the capture in Africa, the Middle Passage, and the shores of the country of America and the other con- other islands and other in South America, North America in all the West Indies and all these islands, and so many of them died being transported over to the Americas. Now, so many people died, and more died during that time than uh, the Holocaust, but for this reason, they asked us to to not, well, you shouldn't want, that's over with. That happened years ago. Well, years ago was the Holocaust, and people will apologize for the Holocaust, but they don't want to apologize really for slavery. Some even must say it was a blessing for us. We should feel blessed to be in America to come by slavery. But I totally disagree with that. Uh, when you don't know who you are, you come to a country, you can't speak the language. The culture that you have is that of a European, of a Europe, Eurocentric uh, culture that we have. We do not have an African culture, which I would love to know my culture. I would love to know, but I am an American citizen. I don't know where to go or who's my relative or anything. I don't know the land, but I'm American. But I would love to know about who I really, who, 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 who my parents and my grandparents and great, who are we really? That's a zero in our mind today. Now, the war was uh, really, it was about slavery. The Union really seceded for the Union because they didn't want slavery. But now it's written that it was three things that, that they were fighting for. They were fighting the war was about slavery, the war was about state rights, and the war was about Western expansion. Now, two of them you could put right together. The war was about slavery. 
Now, it, it, it's, it's important that we understand that it was about slavery because the income of the United States had grown with the invention of the cotton gin. I, I want you to understand this, and I'm, I want you to listen at me closely when I, I tell you this. See, everything is about money. See, the cotton trade had concluded financial transportation and marketing and was 6% less national. Cotton became the United States' greatest export. Now, the economy of cotton and sugar, sugar, indigo, tobacco, and other things that were grown by the about seven, 7 million slaves was one of the highest ranking uh, uh, what it, it earned more money than 60% of the United States uh, gross income was coming from those products. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, the northern states try to uh, get around saying it because they say that they deal with textiles and other things, things that, of that nature. But it's, it's, it's important that we understand if you uh, make textile, you need cotton. Even uh, the people in America were selling cotton to the Europe, the people in Europe and in Britain, to the textile people so that they could do it. See, Southern Plantation, which grew cotton, sugar, and tobacco, all of these used African slave labor for capital, food production, and did not keep pace with and. And, you know, and it did not keep pace with the rapid expansion of urban population, industrial labor force, uh, the Alabama, uh, antebellum uh, decade. In other words, they was having to bring so many slaves over for to keep up with the expansion because they were selling. This is one of the greatest, uh, most uh, abundant thing that America had during that time was uh was uh, selling cotton to the p- different places all over the then known world. We were selling, selling cotton and other things like sugar. And if you live where I grew up, don't get me wrong, I, I, I didn't grow up seeing cotton fields or any uh, sugar cane fields where I grew up because I grew up in more or less like a city part or urban area. But if I went to see my grandmother and my father came off a sugar, tank, sugar cane plantation and up further up the road, they would have a, a highway, rather, they would have cotton growing everywhere. And so I, I learned about that from going visiting my grandparents. And I even had an opportunity and volunteer to pick cotton because I've seen others doing. You know, these large cotton plantations were based on slave labor. And you see, it expanded in the richest land from the Carolinas uh, westward to Texas. Raw cotton was shipped to textile mills in Britain, France, England. All this was making money for the United States of America. Our whole income, uh, not our whole income, but uh, so much of our income was predicated upon slavery. Uh, Because one thing about it, if you have 7 million people working for free, for over 200 and something years, maybe right at 300 and something years, you know how much that would equate to about $17 trillion, $19 trillion 
and and this is is what this is what really is owed to uh, African Americans in America today. If they were ever to give the reparations, we need to understand this. And we even had that uh, Thomas Jefferson, who we call one of the founding fathers. He had slaves, and he even made it like slave were were like a um, like we were really a human. We uh, a less of a human, and in which it was which was nothing but a lie. If anything, he may have been less of a human with his indecencies and his indiscrepancy with the, the slave girl that was no more than 14 that he impregnated not once but many times. Now, I want you to understand now, the Civil War starts. And I told you that the Civil War started for the 12, 1861, and the first shot that was fired was at 4.30 a.m., and it was fired at Fort Sumster. Now, the war started about a year after the southern states had left the Union because they didn't want them. Uh, they was talking to them about the slavery. But here came the evil South talking about states' rights. We have our rights. Y'all, we could have slaves, and you just get on this. okay for us to rape lynch and burn and treat people like they're subhuman. But now the war ended in 1860. Okay, the war ended in the spring of 1865 when Robert E. Lee surrendered the last major uh, Confederate army to General Ulysses S. Grant as Oppermax Courthouse on April the 9th, 1865. The last battle was fought was at Pal Meadow Ranch in Texas in 18, May the 13th. See, the battle was won by Lee that April, but the last battle that was fought was Palmetto Ranch. It was in Texas in May 13, 1865. But now listen at this. It was fought, but slavery was officially banned from them importing, bringing slaves in as early as the 1800s. So that's something that I want you to concentrate on. Now, the Emancipation Proclamation that really came out and was issued was the Union soldiers were winning the war. The Union soldiers were winning the war. So two years before the war ended, the Emancipation Proclamation was was really issued January 1st, 1863, and the U.S. approached its third year of the bloody war, the Civil War. Three years into it, they knew the Union was winning, so they did a Emancipation Proclamation. And the proclamation declared that all persons held enslaved within the rebellious state, meaning the southern states, are and henceforth shall be free. That's the way it read. But now that was that 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 Emancipation Proclamation was written in 1863. But the slaves didn't know that they were free in Texas, Louisiana, Alabama. They knew South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, you name it. They knew that they were free. 
But now listen at this. On June the 19th, that's why we celebrate Juneteenth. Remember this. The reason we celebrate Juneteenth is now, again, the Emancipation Proclamation was written January the 1st, 1863. Three years into the Civil War, the Union troops knew they had won the war. And so other states had, uh, such as Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Arkansas, you know, Tennessee and others, South Carolina, they had black slaves that were fighting on the Union side of the army. It was over 257,000 thousand fought in the war. Now, I want you to, I would not, listen to me if you will. On June the 19th, 1965, I mean, 1865. Now, remember, Emancipation Proclamation was signed January 1st, 1863. But on June 19th, 1865, which we call Juneteenth, was when 2,000 Union troops arrived in Galveston Bay, Texas. The Army announced that the more than 250,000 enslaved black people in the state of Texas were freed by executive decree. This day came to be what we call today Juneteenth. This decree came over two years after President Abraham Lincoln decreed the abolishment of slavery. January, again, January the 1st, 1885, the true abolition of slavery was achieved when the 13th Amendment was ratified. And later on that year, it was ratified in December the 6th, 1865. Now, I want you again to listen to what I'm saying. AT, it was ratified, but now that's your 13th Amendment. But don't you know that I, I find that that for some reason that it's so hard to trust when our politicians and, and, and people who represent this country uh, go together and make laws, as we notice right now, they're they're dealing with the trying to do away with the Voting Rights Act. Why are you trying? Because so many blacks are voting and people are getting elected to different offices. Black vice president. And, and, and the Democrats are winning. So what we're going to do, we need to send it back. So now listen to what they've done. They, they ratified the 13th Amendment now. Now, if you read the 13th Amendment, it abolished slavery, as I told you. It did decree the abolishment of slavery. But now that's 1863 with the Emancipation Proclamation, and then they did the 13th Amendment was ratified uh, in December uh, 6, 1865. But if you read that whole 13th Amendment, it said that a person could be put back in the servitude if they were convicted of a crime. Amen. Did you did you get what I just heard? Just read before then. Whites outnumber blacks in jails. It wasn't until the 60s, the, the turn of the 60s, the late 50s and early 60s, that blacks start outnumbering whites in jail. Why? Because they start putting them back in the servitude. You can be made a slave and work for anything. Now, it's important that we understand our children and grandchildren are going out and getting in all sorts of 
trouble and committing crime, not knowing that they, 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 they end up being slaves. Well, Dr. Kim, what, 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 what you mean by being a slave? Well, a slave was given a place, a free place to stay. They couldn't go about where, where they pleased. They ate any junk that was given to them for food. They worked for free. Uh, I like to use this saying, they received three hots in a cot. Well, slaves sometimes didn't get that, and then they could work you for free. Slaves were working more than eight hours a day. That that came through when we're dealing with whites, but the eight-hour workday. They were working from sunup to sundown, rain, shine, sleet, or snow. They treated African Americans, Africa, yeah, African American or black flag. We were not human; that we could take any kind of abuse and punishment and things like that. So it's important that we that we deal with that. It's important that we understand the mistreatment that we endured. It's important that we talk to our children at this particular time to uh, let them know about what happened back then that we won't be doomed to repeat it. It's it's clear that we have to let our children know exactly what happened here with slavery. Now, I, I want us to understand that it's imperative that we tell our children so that they could stop committing crime and going back in the servitude and going to these prisons where they work them for free, have them on the side of the highway on long like chain gang doing all sorts of things. And you just look at the population of the prison. Whites commit crime and they commit crime, but they don't so many of them don't have to do time because the judges what we we have this saying about your judges, your lawyers, your doctors, your engineers, and all these people, so many of them are classmen of white supremacy. White supremacy is what runs uh, this country and mainly the world. And, and, and it's important that, that we get with that. It's important that we understand exactly what's going on so we could teach our children and that we could come, make it come around we could make it come around. And and when I say come around, we could start putting the end. I see so many individuals don't stand up, and I go to different meetings concerning on race. And a very few blacks attend the meeting, but it hurts my feelings so much when I hear people make the statement, I would come, but I'd have to tell those people off. And why it hurt my feelings is because that's why I go. Because I, you know, the the Bible teaches me that you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I know that I'm a, I'm gonna suffer many things, but I'm gonna but I am a person that will let you know, yes, I will suffer, but I will let you know you're standing on my feet. And if you get close enough to me, I will push you off of my feet. I refuse to bow down to any man. I, the only person I would ever bow down to is God Almighty, and he's a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. Now, I, the reason why I want to talk about it, because we're going to be celebrating. 
And so many people go about celebrating Juneteenth, June nineteenth, like and and we we and 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 this is our this is uh the African American we take this as our Fourth of July. But now I want you to understand when we be talking about the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, that it it really didn't happen on on that day, okay. Uh, the Emancipation Proclamation had happened uh, two years before Juneteenth. The, the slaves were free, but over two years had passed before the slaves, like two years, maybe five months had passed before the slaves in Texas knew that that was the emancipation, that they were free. Other people were walking off plantation, and the war had started, and so a lot of things came up. But the thing I, I, I wish to, to 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 tell you today is that we are somebody, and oftentimes where I really go back to tell you different things, and as we celebrate uh, Juneteenth this Saturday, be proud of yourself, and I, I'm gonna give you some nuggets why you should be proud of yourself. And and, and, and and think and not for this reason. We were raised in a, a, a white society. We have been raised Eurocentric. In other words, the the customs and the mannerism, the culture that we are in is a Caucasian or a white white Caucasian society, what they do. And we find ourselves uh, imitating them and, and what we do when we imitate them we even down our own race we see African dancing we see them do things we call them ugly the ones that look good are the ones that look more like they are Caucasian but the darker you are I mean you don't look good if you don't have a nose like a Caucasian then that's ugly uh, your hair may be shorter well now all the young black ladies have hair down to the buttocks because it's low self-esteem. What you have is not good enough. And I'm not talking about anyone. If that's what you want, that's fine. You buy your hair. That's your hair. But what I'm saying is the things that we do, the things that we do, uh, we, we, we associate on the things that we were raised in, and those things come from Europe. It's Eurocentric. So uh, all the things that we've been taught, we would have been lied to that 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 Jesus is white. Everything in the Bible teaches you now because it, it was, the, the Bible was translated by some people in Europe, and most of the people that do the books and everything, and the books and the media, they gonna they make they make the Egyptians white which the Egyptians never were white. They were African. They were black. But the way you see it, then they make possible. Well, first they make the patriarch. Adam and Eve, first person to come into the world, who that it specifically tell you that the Garden of Eden was in Africa and in Asia, Asia Minor. It specifically tell you the Guyon and the Pishon River, that's the Nile River. And it encompassed the land of uh, Havilah, which is Kush. That means it's Ethiopia. And then they said 
and it talks about going around and encompassing deja vu to, and that is called Somaliland, which is Somalia. That's Northeast Africa. That's Africa. You see the Somalis, the Somali people. You can look them and find out about the guy on the Pishon River. Uh, nevertheless, Adam Eve is, 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 is Caucasian. Moses is Caucasian, but everybody called him an Egyptian, and Egyptian come from off the race of Ham, which means Ham was the progenitor of the dark race. Well, why is now Moses, Moses, it, it look, they take Moses to be black. They take Joseph's brother thought he was an Egyptian. Moses met his Ethiopian wife. She said he was an Egyptian. Why would they hide Christ in Egypt? And all the people in that area, and I have so much proof I could get down with it and, and, and show you all the proof you need to know. But that's uh, Carter G. Woodson talk about miseducation of the Negro. That's one book that uh, if I was you, that I would get to read it. It's, I used it when I was writing my uh, dissertation uh, for my um, PhD. But it's a book that you should read, and I would uh, I, I would admonish uh, us to do, do some more research on this. But right now, I, I, I want to say why. And these are things that I'm going to say that Caucasians been new to these. Been, they've been aware of these things, but they don't teach them to their kids. And the reason they don't teach it to their kids, but their kids will be acting just the way our kids act, wild and inferior. They already act wild, but they would act inferior if they know that they was not the original people. That that the African that original that life originated in Africa. Now most people know it. All you have to do is is study uh, anthropology. Now anthro is a Greek word that means man. It means man. Anthropology means is the study of man, just like biology. You know, mean the study of plants and animals. Okay. Uh, where zoology is dealing with animals, okay. Uh, but anyway, if when you go back and we start doing our research and as we start looking, I, I would admonish you to find out, build you a foundation and help build your children in this foundation. Uh, ask them to look up what they call uh, Australopip- Australopithecus. Australopithecus. I'm talking about Lucy, the Australopithecus. And you'll find out that they found these fossils of a skeleton found in Ethiopia in 1974. And uh, when they found this, they said that this was uh, a thing, a process of evolution, but also because she was uh, a wholesome name. They gave her the name Lucy because of the Beatles had a record out uh, in 1974 that the record was called Lucy. So when they found this skeleton of a man, they found that uh, it, was a, it was a female. They found part of a fossil. And it was Don Johansson and Tom Gray. And they were looking for rocks and some other things. And they looked upon it. Lucy would be date back to 3.18 million years ago. 
Now, she's a hermit. Uh, means short, very short, black lady. But she would go back into, that's in the southern part of Ethiopia, 3.18 million years, and that's Australopithecus. Now, now I'm going to get to Zenzatropus. That would be about 2 about two million to maybe 18, 1.8 million years ago. All these things are found in Africa, not in Europe, but in Africa. Now, there are two uh, uh, paleontologists in, uh, who found different uh, proconsul scores. And uh, it's Louis Leakey and his wife, Mary Douglas Leakey. Uh, they uh, found and made a discovery of the first fossil of proconsul score. And now proconsul was during this time, it's, it's an ape that's, that's extinct right now. And uh, so they used to believe that uh, this ape had some kind of, had some kind of uh, uh, evolutionary thing with man, but I, I really don't believe in that. But it, she discovered this robust, what they called Zenzanthropus, a skull in Odeep Gorge in Tanzania. That's around Kenya, you know, and that area around Tanzania. And that's in East Africa. That's why they say Zenzanthropus. Now, you want to find out where all these old fossils of humans are coming from. Uh, East Africa and several archaeological and anthropological uh, fossils of our ancestors found there. They found different type of apes, you know, uh, fossils found there. And the humans were excavating uh, in Old Deep Guard. They found different artifacts that say man was making tools over two point something million years ago. So the apes don't make tools. Monkeys don't make those arrowheads and other different things that they found. So that, that that gets rid of that. And so the first civilization and other things were all in Africa, not in Europe. Now, you've been led to believe that you are a person of no benefit or knowledge. <clears throat> but I, I want to tell you that's not true. Do you know that those who went to get slaves were selected what area that they would get you from? Those who wanted people to, to go over to different rice belts, like on the East Coast in the Carolinas, and wanted people to go rice, they knew to go to around Ghana and other areas where blacks grew rice before whites ever grew rice. And that all they had to do is bring them here and show them what they wanted done. And they didn't have to do the work. I hear whites say blacks are lazy. But why would you call blacks lazy now? Because they don't have to work for free for you. That's that, that, that's something we need to really, really, really talk about. Is that they want to say that we are lazy because now you want to get paid. Before then, they didn't do the carpentry work. They didn't do so many types of work they never did before. They didn't do the hard labor work. They did not build a White House. Black carpenters build a White House. Uh, a black uh, architect or uh, engineer laid out uh, the, the, the Washington, D.C. So don't, don't say that we were ever 
people that were not knowledgeable. They had different areas where the people knew how to ride horse. They could fish. They the ones that grew up on the um, west coast Africa, western coast of Africa, from fishing villages, knew how to swim and fish. I had a recent conversation with this uh, Caucasian uh, guy, and he was telling me about uh, blacks couldn't swim. I said, now, that's only a myth. Africa is where is the largest continent other than uh, Russia. Uh, Africa, you could say about China, America, uh, maybe close to India and some others inside of Africa, about five large countries other than Russia, you consider it inside of Africa. It's that large. And so you know what the coastal area would be. They've been boating and fishing and crossing ocean for thousands of years. And I'm going to talk about them crossing ocean, but I'm going to go back. Now, this is something that I pray that you would take and take heed of this because your children need to know this. And I want you not to just to listen at what I say and go around and speak on it, but I want you to research what I say because uh, I don't I don't believe in saying what another person say because that's how you get led by false prophets and false people with falsehood. So when you hear something, look it up, find out is it true? Is it the truth? Find out about Emancipation Proclamation. Find out about Juneteenth. Find out where the slave, most of the majority of slaves, what parts of Africa they were bringing them in from. Find out those things. Okay. Now, this is very, very important that if anyone, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm calling black, white, Asian, I don't care what ethnic group you call yourself because there's only one race and one kind, that's mankind. But I don't care what ethnic group that you call yourself. You can trace your DNA in the maternal inheritance to mitochondria within ourselves. All humans have the theoretical common ancestor. I mean, we all come from one person. This woman who we all came from was known as mitochondria Eve. You know, we talk about Adam and Eve. But we all come from this woman, and you can look up a mitochondria Eve. She lived between 100 to 200,000 years ago in South Africa, not Europe. She was not the first human, but every other female lineage ever then they had no female offspring and fell in the past on the mitochondria DNA. As a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondria DNA back to mitochondria Eve. Within Eve's DNA and one of her peers exists all the genetic variation we see in contemporary humans since the time of Eve. For the last 200,000 years, everybody carry her DNA, and she's an African woman. Different populations of humans have drifted apart genetically, forming distinct ethnic groups you know, that we see today, but we all have that theoretical uh, maternal inheritance of mitochondria DNA from mitochondria Eve. We all carry her genes. Now, now, 
about 3.315 years ago, about about 3,315 years ago, in essence, about 315 years before Christ, a man died in South Africa, and when they found his skeletal remains and they did that with mitochondria Eve, they found out that he's the closest relative. Now, they found him in Africa now, yet to the he's a coldly known relative, yet known to the humanity of common female ancestor, mitochondria Eve. They know that he was a fisherman, and they know that he lived on the southern coast, and he's the closest genetic match to Eve. He's African. Now, the person that, if you want to look up about this information, at St. Helen Bay in South Africa, that's where they found that fossil. And uh, it was found by an archaeologist named Andrew Smith of the University of Cape Town. Now, he was the first ancestor human from sub-Saharan Africa in the cradle of humanity to have his DNA sequenced. He was the first one to go down and have it. Now, and it's important to understand, too, that where we come from and, 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 and quit allow uh, Hollywood to dictate your belief in who you are and who you are. We, we allow Hollywood to, to, to infiltrate our mind and, and project all these Caucasians on us to say that, you know, that, that so this is what we believe because the Caucasians have told us this is who we are. And it's time that, that we read. They have it already written down. They know who you are. But the problem is, and what's become problematic with it, is you don't know who you are. It, it's imperative that we understand that man left out of Africa, started leaving out of Africa some 70,000 years ago. And as they left out of Africa, they migrated first to what we call Asia Minor, you know, over Saudi Arabia and all that area there, Iraq, Iran, and different places like that. They migrated to those areas, and they lived there. And they did not go really. They, the migration, what they followed, actually went up to, uh, went from Africa, and they went up to uh, Europe about 40,000 years. See, out of Africa, 70,000 years. So a modern human established himself in Africa's small population branched out to establish foothold in Asia before they spread it uh, east to Europe and reached west to America. And those are things that we need to, to really, really uh, understand. Now, it got something also I want you to look up. I want you to look up to Gregoire Mendel's. He uh, is called the father of geneticists, father of genetics, and he's a botanist too. But I want you to um, look up what he did. He uh, did uh, about the inheritance and evolution and the passing of uh, discrete units of inheritance in our genes from parent to parent, meaning that which we pass down from the way we look and the way different things uh, who we are, we pass it down from our parents to our children. And those who have kids, I know that child will favor you. You know, a whole lot of people have, have sons and daughters that 
look like that we we have a saying in the African American community. They spit you on the ground, boy. It looks like you spit that boy out. In other words, that girl out is means that that child has so much resemblance to you. Now, Minda found out that even with seeds and plants and other things that that the dark seeds were dominant seeds and the light seeds were recessive. Minda Law also found that brown, the dark, the black, and the brown skin is dominant. That light skin is a recessive gene. That brown eyes is dominant. Now, before I go any further, I want you to look up the word dominant. Dominant means superior. But now they say light skin comes from a recessive gene. Recess means a lower form of a gene. Blue eyes come from a recessive form of a gene. That means lower. Who have who is who don't have pigmentation in their skin and who have uh, uh, blue eyes and who have light colored eyes? Caucasian. They they have recessive genes. Now, I'm going to break something down to you. I want you to listen at me very closely. You could get, you could, you could take two dominants, you could put two dominants together, I mean, two black people with, with, with dark-skinned people with brown eyes, you could take two dark-skinned people with brown eyes with dominant genes and come up with a person with recessive genes, meaning you could have a, a, a albino you could have a person look white come out of your gene, but now you could take two white people with recessive genes, or people or whites have recessive genes. That's why they, they they have a depletion of melanin. They have recessive, but you could take two people with recessive genes and never come out with a black or brown skin baby. See, you could get the the the, the recessive from the dominant, but you can't get the dominant from the recessive. That's why whenever a child is born, that child between uh, interracial uh, people, which is only one kind, is mankind, but this is theoretically what we do. We call them by white and black. But uh, that's why the kid is always black, and that's why you, you jump high, you run faster. You, the things that you get in and competing, usually you are, are superior in certain endeavors. Uh, also, and it's just not in sports. Uh, you are led to believe that you just superior in sports, but when you see all these black kids making so high on the ACTs and and becoming scientists, and the young lady that 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 came up with the formula for for COVID nineteen, she wasn't a Caucasian, but she was a black lady. Okay, now the person when they wanted to go to the moon. It took some black women to come together and to figure out the formula and the trajectory to get man to the moon, how much fuel, and how to get them back. So you're nowhere dumb, but you've been told that you're dumb. Our children are killing one another because they've been lied to in school. They haven't been inspired because nobody that they learn about in the books that they teach from, every person is white. So the accomplishment that blacks have done, and, and, and that's the sad part about it, the accomplishments that we've done, no, they don't teach them to them in school. They lie to you. I'm just going to jump and let me, since I'm, I'm flipping scripts and jumping a little bit, 
it's time that we really uh, tell our children and, and, and things about who, who invented the air conditioning unit. Frederick M. Jones, the almanac who who we, who who we plant our crops by, tell about the changes of the moon, the full moon, the tide coming in and out. Benjamin Banneker, who did the automatic cutoff switch. Granville T. T. Woods, the automatic gear shift. Richard Spikes, the blood plasma bag. Charles Drew. Cell phone. Now, everybody have a cell phone, but none of you know that uh, 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 there was a black guy named Henry T. Sampson who did the cell phone. The clothes dryer, G.T. Sampson. Okay? The light bulb, Louis Lattimore. Now, Edison might have made it come on, but it flashed on. So, But it was Louis Lattimore, Mr. Louis Lattimore, who put the filament and why your light bulbs stay on. Okay. The eye protectors, you know, I, I, I retired out the plant too, uh, you know, I'm from Exxon, and um, the eye protection we call safety glasses. T. Johnson, the fire escape, you know, if you live up north, I lived a while in Brooklyn, you know what a fire escape is. Well, J.W. Winters, he, he invented that. The folding bed, we used to call it rollaway bed. L.C. Bailey, folding chairs. We all have those around churches and everywhere else. That Brady, that Brady, uh, Brady, excuse me, Brady Sherwood, fountain pen, W.B. Purvis, gas mask, Garrett Morgan, Horseshoe, J. Ricks, typewriter, Rig G. Marsham, traffic light, Garrett Morgan, thermos, Thermostat control, Frederick M. Jones, phone transmitter. Transmit means how we talk, how I'm speaking right now, being transmitted. It was by Granville T. Wood, the street sweeper, clean your streets, Charles B. Charles B. Brooks, the straightening cone, Madam C.J. Walker, the stove, T.A. Carrington, the stetroscope that you check the heartbeat. M. Hotep, the spark plug, Edmund Berger, that your car runs from, the riding saddle, where the equestrians and all kind of riding and the races. That came by W.D. Davis, the refrigerator, not even the refrigerator, by James Standard, the record player arm that makes the sound, Joseph Hunger Dixon, the pencil sharpener, J.L. Love. See, you don't know these. The motor, Frederick M. Jones, the lube cup, and I'm not saying all, the lube cup, Elijah McCoy, the Alock, W.A. Martin, the lawnmower, L.A. Byrne, dining board, Sarah Bond, Sarah Boone. See, so much improving sugar making, Norbert, Rito. It's, it's, and there's so many more things that African Americans did. But we don't, they don't teach it to our kids in school. So when we never learn anything about ourselves, we have this inferiority complex that whites made everything. And they don't teach white kids. So white kids will always keep this thing like they're more than other people. And don't go to the white churches and allow them to tell you that, that 
you were cursed to be black. That's nowhere in your Bible. But the place where what what it is, the only place in the Bible why a person was cursed to be black, I mean not black, but was cursed to be a color, and it it, it, it was cursed to be white. And it's in Second King, the fifth chapter, verse twenty-seven. I'm gonna tell you. It say about by, by Naaman. The leprosy of Naaman will clean to you and your descendants forever. Talking about, talking about Jehovah. And they say he went out from Elijah's presence, and his skin was, was leper white. And he told him, and it was leper white, snow white. And the curse was that it would be on his children, his descendants forever. But there's no such thing as a, a, a curse on black people. Ham was never cursed. But now what you would find, I, I, would, I would ask you to look up something else if you want to just, just, just debate with a Caucasian about what color was, was uh, Hebrew people. Uh, ask them to look up what color, uh, excuse me, and not what color, but go to Zondervan Bible Dictionary and ask, ask, just ask the definition, not what color, but the definition of ham. And I want you to look at it, but I'm going to read you the definition before you read it. And it says, the youngest son of Noah, born probably about 96 years before the flood, and one of eight persons to live through the flood. He became the progenitor of the dark race, not of the Negroes, but the Ethiopians, the Egyptians, uh, the Lydians and the Canaanites, and the Canaan. So now what this tell me, they say, but not, he's the, he's the progenitor of the dark race. But they tell you now, then they name Egypt, Ethiopia, Libya, and Canaan. Canaan is the Holy Land. Okay. Egypt is where the pyramids is. But they tell you the people were white, but right here, the same white folk teach you that they have to tell you the truth that the people were people of the dark race, but they say not of the Negroes. And guess what? The people that's in America today are the Negroes that they say that you didn't come from the progenitor of Ham. That makes you Shemite. That makes you Hebrew. Why did you think Moses could pass for for to be one? Why you thought Moses could pass to be if they say that Egypt is of the dark. This is a Bible dictionary. That Egypt, that that Egypt was of a dark race, or uh, came from Ham, and of the dark race, the progenitor of the dark race. He said that Moses. They thought Moses was the Egyptian. They thought the Apostle Paul. Even they even thought the Apostle Paul. And you can read the book of Acts, Acts the twenty-first chapter and the twenty-eighth verse. The Romans told Paul they thought he was the Egyptian that started some kind of ride with about 4,000 men, went out in some area to to, 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 to have them killed. Now, this all this is, is Bible. Now, when you, And when you're reading it, you need to really start paying attention and teach our children. Now, we've always been called Negro people. Now, I remember as a kid, we, they call us colored people and Negroes. See, I'm 69. And that they would give us, but later on we say I'm black and I'm proud. Then we come African Americans, okay? 
But names have changed. But well, back then they say we were were the Negroes. But if you do your reading of your Bible and take your time, you'll find out. Joe the brother thought he was the Egyptian. Now they say the Egyptians are of the dark race. Now they say Joe the did Moses. They thought Moses won. Moses married an Ethiopian woman. Now she's a member of the dark race. Now you know what Moses' children is. The member of the dark race. They were already uh, of the dark race. But now they marry another dog. Black and black make black. Come on now. Can I get an amen? I don't want to start preaching, but that, that, that comes out in me a little. Every now and then I get a little happy. And I want to tell you the truth. You know how they say you should know the truth and the truth should make you free. Well, it's important that we understand. And this is something else I want to tell us, tell you too. That, did y'all really know the factor of this? Did you know when we go in to celebrating this time of the year, when we go in and we start studying about things, uh, dealing with that, do you know white people are no more than a mutation? You want to know why they are a different color from what we are? If they came from Africa, why they white? Now, you, you, you see, uh, you hear a lot of them talking about variants and mutations with the COVID-19. If a, if a virus mutates, uh, it changes in its structure of the cells of that virus, or the genes of that, of that virus change uh, a variant, it changed some. Now, when, when, when most of your white folk left out of, well, not white, they were dark-skinned people that left out of Africa. They moved further away from the equator, and they moved, and they went through what you call a mutation or a variation. Now, all you have to do really to figure it out is to look up the definition of a mutation. Now, the definition of a mutation is a change of a structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generation. This was passed down. This was uh, the, the variant change was passed down as they left and year after year. They were away from Africa. It was passed down. They say the subsequent the subsequent generation caused by alteration of a single base unit in the DNA or depletion. What is albino? Albino have no melanin. That's the same thing with with with, with whites. They have no melanin. You find an albino black person, they do not have melanin. That's the same thing. I don't know why they don't call white folks. Albino, I don't know why. A white catfish, albino catfish. A white tiger, albino tiger. A white lion, albino lion. All the everything that's white is called albino. But the Caucasian race know that that means that you are a, a mutation or you're a variant form of another a group of people, and that's from from people in Africa. Now, they say a single base unit of DNA or depletion or insertion or rearrangement of a large section of a gene. A mutation is ultimately the only... Now, listen at this. It says a mutation is, is ultimately the only way in which new variations enter into a species. We the human species. So how did we... Why we look different? Because of mutation. Now, I want to tell you something. All blacks don't have wide noses. I have it. Uh, I have some features uh, 
But if you go on the east, the parts of Africa, they have they have uh, hundred nose. They have different type nose. And if you go there, and all Africans are not really real dark skinned people. Africans come in brown skin, some dark. If you go to Sudan, you have the darkest of dark people in Sudan. But I submit to you, you could take the blackest person in Africa, and they could have an albino baby. It's because uh, you could get the 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 uh, two dominants could 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 come along, and then you could have a a, a one that's an understudy of that, which is a variant form of a human being. I'm not of a human. I'm not going to step down and, and do what some races have done to us and things and say and be low enough to say it that way. But um, you, they could, you, it could come up with some uh, with a recessive gene. You could make a, a white person, and that means that they came from a recessive gene, uh, a gene that's, that's a lower form. So with that, uh, and I don't want you to forget about this coming time. I have a lot more that I could say, but I'm going to end right there because I really wanted to address the things that's coming up right now. And the most important thing is to understand about some of the uh, nomenclatures and different other things about slavery when it started and uh, when did uh, the Civil War start, about where most of your slaves came from. I tried to address that from you. And uh, when did really, well, really slavery was officially banned and, uh, about the importation by bringing in slaves on ship. It was really January 1st, 1808, but being me living in the South and Southern and other states, they continued to bring them in because we were a commodity to make America rich. When we go back and look at it, we need to teach our children. America couldn't be what America was without sugar, cotton, indigo, tobacco, rice, and other things like that. We produce so much of that for the world. And we've helped build a railroad. All this stuff that America enjoyed today, our blood, sweat, and tears did the work. White people didn't really work hard. They watched over us work, and we did the work. So it's time that we teach our children and let our children listen to things like this because they, you will find out that when they research and find out what they really did do, and that they'd never have to look down because, and they could tell some of the Caucasian children or white kids, uh, why don't you read this and look and open their eyes that for some reason this white supremacist society of America and the lies that they've taught on the history of America, because I'm going to say this and I'm going to open it for questions. Uh, why history is not told the truth? that they took uh, people off the streets, people that didn't have any money, nothing, like almost like, like, like vagrants, people that were in jail, and sent them to America to help colonize America for Britain. Well, that's from came from Europe. Those who came over here with, that didn't have any, anything, and the Native Americans showed them, took them in, and helped them, not giving them their land, 
but tried to look out for them and help them out. And what they got in return, almost 70 million people died and took their land. But if you listen at it, the Native Americans were savages. The Africans that they brought on over and, and put us in servitude, we were the savages. But the savages, the one that rape and kill and burn and lynch and, and treat somebody inhumane, that's the savage. But the strip have the, they flip the strip, strip on us and they try to put a, paint us in that way because they write the books. And the true history was a bunch of savages came and took this country from the Native Americans and others who lived here. So every country, the French, the Spanish, the Portuguese, the Dutch, the British, and others have colonized all over the world. When you look at it, it's only 850 million Caucasians in this whole world today. 850 million in a place where there's over 7.5 billion people. So they only make up white, uh, Caucasian only make up 11% of the world. But they go everywhere they go, they start war, they're a murdering race of people, and that they try to run everything. So uh, if you look at it, in Africa by itself is 1.2 billion people that are not counting over 300 million more that's outside of Africa in America, Canada, uh, Brazil, South America, uh, out in the um, Caribbean Sea, the Caribbeans in the Caribbean Sea. I said Canada, Mexico, and in Europe, about three, three, three about three hundred million more. So uh, we outnumber them by so. We're just not war savage people. The people in China outnumber them. People in India outnumber them. Those people do have some melanin in their system. So uh, it's time that the truth be told. But if they don't tell your children the truth, it's time that we stop our partying. And, and let our children know the truth and raise them with knowledge and wisdom from on high and in the fear and admonition of Almighty God. Amen. God bless you. Uh, if anyone have any questions, uh, I'm here to answer any questions that you may have. God bless you, Dr. Kim. Thank you for such a powerful show and that informative on Juneteenth that's coming up. Uh, the phone line. All right, the phone lines open. God bless you, Dr. Kim. Powerful show. Uh, um, those that are like to uh, ask questions or anything, uh, Dr. Kemp is available right now. Uh, God bless you, Pastor. Hello. Dr. Kemp? <laughs> no. I'm ready. Okay. Hello? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Saw that disconnected. No, I'm right. ready for Q&A. Okay, the lines are open. Dr. Kemp is, is ready. Go ahead. Good evening. You're live on the air. Okay, Pastor, I hear him, but I guess they don't have anything to say. I don't know. It sounds like, sound like I was hearing someone coming. I don't know whether. 
Did you hear that? Sorry, someone say hello. Hello. Yeah, hello. go ahead. You're on the air. Good evening. Good evening. How you doing, David Kemp? Good evening. How are you today? Yes, sir. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Uh, once again, I'm able to sit down and enjoy the program. I tell you, this crazy week, I've been looking at the old Tulsa uh, thing, Tulsa after 100 years. But uh, what really came up to mind was one of the readings I have came across in the Bible. And uh, they were making a statement they just didn't understand about how they did what they did. But there's something in the Bible, in the commentary, where it says that uh, from the beginning, Satan had developed this method where they would call, that he causes human beings, all people, when he's dealing with them to question God, to doubt the word, and then believe that uh, they have something to gain that God did not offer. It wasn't intended for them to have. A lot of times you hear the old folks say, if, if God is for you, who can stand against you? And if God got that for you, it's for you. But we see so much of that which you're speaking of, Dr. Kemp, especially when you're related to the new slavery, which was related to us by uh, President Obama's pastor, Dr. Uh, Reverend Wright, told him the new slavery is the prison institution. And uh, there are so many, so many, is it, you know, the only way I could probably put it, there's a nation of people in the U.S. prisons today, and a lot of them, a mass majority of them are us, people of color. And uh, like you were saying in the 13th Amendment, once they become a criminal, they're going back to slavery. They don't, I mean, you, you, nowadays you hear the news, is it's like 14, 16, 18-year-old kids convicted, picked up for murder. Convicted, you're not you're not getting out of prison. That's that's pretty much a, a, a life sentence. So now you become a what? A new slave, a whole nation of slaves. And here we are on the other end, having problems getting them to go back to what? They don't want them to vote. They can't vote. They're making it hard to vote, and they're attacking the black church. <laughs> You know, it seems to me like there's effort going on where somebody's trying to reinstitute slavery right here in America. No God, no peace. <laughs> if you know God, you'll know peace. Right now, we are people who have lost our love for God, it would seem, in this nation here. And that's just my comment at this particular time. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you very much, uh and it's it's a great this is a great statement that you said about the Thirteenth Amendment when uh, emancipation of the slaves. Uh, when they did it, they they found a way to put you back into servitude. When it first happened, right after slavery, what happened was they would uh, they would could you, okay if you went to prison. And the Thirteenth Amendment had it where they could hire you out to different plantations. They could hire you out to build different projects. So you were being housed, and you were working for free. I, I said earlier, I was talking about that if they would try ever 
give the uh, give the correct reparations and be fair and partial for African Americans. Those so many of them uh, came now who parents were not slaves. Uh, that that's here even a lot of us today who parents were not slaves. I know myself. On both sides of my mother and on my father's side, they were slaves because they um, they they told I know the plantations that they came from, and I know our uh, brother George. I I hear you. I know that on on the side that you uh, on on your mother's side, I know that they were slaves because they're the same people uh, that I have. We related, and so I know that they were slaves. Uh, we know there was slave. Matter of fact, the library even have it that our our grandmother was a slave. Uh, they, that's one of the pictures they had in the library. They had our great grandmother picture and and that she and she was a slave. Uh, but then, nevertheless, yeah. uh, they were able to put us back in the servitude and things. And and even uh, today, you know, you have these uh, privatized prisons. And so many of them now, and Biden and others are trying to get rid of rid of it because it's constitutionalized slavery. I, I know they'll send you off as soon as they get them in jail. Now they hurry up and ship them out out of state up in the up in the up in the uh where where in the woods they get them way away from home quick. Even if you just uh, 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 most of the people listening uh, would say county. But we we count in Louisiana. We say parish because it's French. It's French and it's you know the Catholic Church. It comes from the Catholic Church. But anyway, Spanish and Catholic. Uh, but it, it, it's always been that way. It, it, and our kids, for some reason, is is like uh, one of my 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 head usher. He always say he has he he has this little country way of saying the ignorant. And, and 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 why are we killing one another? And the first thing you're going to end up back as a slave, warehousing you. And and I don't know about most most if anyone listening, if you don't live in Louisiana, if you need to look it up, if you live in Louisiana, believe me, if they tell you life, you got life. If you look up. Uh, uh, on YouTube about Angola, Louisiana State Prison at Angola. It's the largest in population, uh, maximum security prison. It's the largest in population of people, but it's also the largest land-wide. It's, it's bigger than some states that we have. It's it's like, I mean, bigger than certain states. The, the place is 18,000 acres a farmland, swamp, and they have everything to do with themselves. And so they, they, they're like self, self-maintained. They, have, they don't have to buy poetry or livestock. You, everything they have, everything right there, they do it. If you go there, you still think it's a plantation when you see all the cattle and horses. And if you go to certain areas, it, it, it's like a factory or something there, and um, <laughs> it's slavery. It's, it's, it's slavery all again, and I don't understand why our children. I know in Alabama they they, they had to have uh, they used to have the 
chain gang and it, 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 it's crazy that our children are putting themselves in a position where they could go back in the servitude and then when they come back. But I know here in Louisiana it's, it's whereas after you're out so long, because uh, I'm a part of an organization uh, that fought for it, and uh, Pat Smith, which our state representative, she had a pass. After about four or five years, and you haven't been back to out, that you could uh, vote again. You could get your voting rights back again, and so uh, a lot of people uh, just don't want to vote. But you can get it back. That that's a law now, and uh, the Republicans are doing everything now with the Voting Rights Act, trying to water it down, whereas. Uh, where it, it make it harder for uh, the indigenous um, indigenous Americans, which uh, to vote, the African Americans, the the one that pushed the Democratic Democrats over, because there's a very few uh, indigenous people still left. That was a uh, a, a Holocaust. I mean, not a Holocaust. Excuse me. That was a genocide. It, it was a genocide when. Uh, the Europeans came over and just killed millions and millions of people and took their land from them. So it's nothing great about uh, the Caucasians who, who who came here and uh, the earlier people who settled because they didn't discover anything. They didn't sell, really wasn't settled because the land was already settled by 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 the Native Americans. And if you ever research it, Another reason they wanted to call the Native Americans Indians because they were trying to find their way to India, and when they got here, the people were copper-colored, the brown, bronze color. And so that they say that they were Indians because the people from India... If you look at them right now today, they're very dark skinned. Some of them look just like African Americans. And that's how mm-hmm. the indigenous people look. When you see these people that say that they are Native Americans, they are they are just like African Americans. Most of them have been inbreeded with Caucasians. They were never they never looked like they were white. If you ever think, look up or Google uh, uh, that an Indian was copper colored like a penny, and you when you Google it, <laughs> either white folk did tell you that's the way they looked. That's why they, that the penny that we have today, and mm-hmm. that's darker than most of us a penny, mm-hmm. but that was the color of the Native Americans. It's so much that have been. So many lies that have been put forth and different things that have been perpetrated. I heard you bring up Greenwood and uh, the lie about Greenwood. Yeah. They will tell you the tr- blacks need to try to get this straight and build their own things and try to be 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 independent. The moment you try to be, get to be independent and don't need them, that's when you get killed. Uh, people yeah. they don't want to leave Africa. They said that they, they, they said that the African people need them because they'll starve. They don't know what they'll do. Well, uh, life originated in Africa, 
here you live for millions and millions of years without the by without the savages coming to your shore, but now all of a sudden now you you need a savage to to exist. That was that that's so crazy. I mean, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard that whites uh, say about even in America about the Indian was running around here with no clothes. That's not true. They wore buckskins. They wore all kind of things, clothes they wore. They had clothes. The clothing was different from what they did. Mm-hmm. And so when I listen at all the lies, and I, I don't like people to, 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 to think that people are naive uh, with what they say. I mean, blacks had, were, were metallurgists before they were metallurgists. In Europe, African <laughs> Cardinal knew how to deal with steel and everything else early. When 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 about time, uh, it, it well time that the, the the Caucasians even came to Ethiopia, Egypt, uh, Libya, uh, Morocco, uh, Morocco, and coming what you call when they when they came over, uh, uh, the Moorish people went over and conquered over over in Europe. Hannibal, when he came about 300 years before Christ, Hannibal had marched all the way to the Alps. Why Why do you think, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this all out. Why do you think the Italians look the way they look? <laughs> I don't think Hannibal you got what I just said. Why do you think that, that, that so many of these Italian and French people look the way they look? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because they have you in, okay? Hannibal conquered all over there, and 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 the, uh, the spa go to the conqueror. They interbreeded with a whole lot of them. <laughs> That's when they first came to America. The people didn't want them because they know who they are. They didn't accept them. If you ever go back and find, look at some of the pictures of the old Italians in New York, they're very dark skinned. They are dark. They are they they're darker than uh, uh, what we call uh, 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 biracial. They they almost look like biracial people with thick thick hair. It, it, it it's something that that's been lied and perpetrated and hidden from us. And it's time that we wake up. Quit going to prison. Quit killing ourselves. And it's time that we educate our children. I, I was talking to uh, Reverend Williams earlier, and I was telling him about, about about the book, The Miseducation of the Negro. <laughs> We've been right. totally lied to about and, and made to feel inferior by a race of people, by the very race who enslaved us, and they tell us, like, we, we didn't do anything here, and the country wouldn't be what it is. I would dare a white kid to go and Google these very same things, and I pray one of them uh, or some of them are listening. I would dare you to find out the inventions that African Americans made, that, that indigenous people of America made, that the Chinese, Japanese, and Africans made. Five, five, five groups. And then, and I'm counting Egypt and everywhere, Egypt on down to South Africa. And I guarantee you that the, the, the white kid will feel like, like 
be filled lower than a snake belly and a wagon rut. And that means they'll, 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 they'll be dragged under They'll feel that low because they'll find out that they didn't do hardly any. You hear what I'm hollering? I'm going to be like Jeffro Bodine on Jed Clampers. Not from not, eco not. They almost didn't do any, have no accomplishment. You didn't accomplish going to the moon. Some black lady did all the calculations. If you wait until everything is all over, so 50 years pass, and then you let us know what the accomplishment with a black person have done, and, and because you didn't do it. And that's why I always tell when I'm in meetings on race or I'm dealing with uh, education and different things with whites, I always tell them, please do not talk to me like I'm ignorant. Things that I know, I don't. I do not pick up things from what I hear people say. I research it, and believe me, whites have researched this stuff and they have written about it, but they <clears> refuse <throat> to teach it to their children. It's in history, but they don't teach it in school because they did a, it, it's just stuff like they have books. Anthropology. They'll tell you blacks are the original race of dogs. The original of mankind, the origin of man was a, was with black people. The Bible said the 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 guy on Pishon River, both of them in Africa is the Nile River. <laughs> but but then and then they got now this lady they they come up and know that that half of us don't have uh, not enthusiastic enough or uh, wanting to know different things or. Uh, uh, not really, don't have inquiring mind, don't want to know, uh, why do you call this lady mitochondria Eve? And why is it that everybody in the world carry her DNA? But she comes from Africa. Over, right at 200,000 years ago, they didn't have not one white person there. It was a black lady. <laughs> She's the mother of all. They gave her the name Eve because Eve of the Bible. We all carry that black lady DNA. Even the whites, they know who they are. They know they're nothing but albinos. They know it. If you look at them, you can see it. You know what they went through, a mutation. And they just say a mutation is a depletion or a rearrangement of cells and genes. Well, a depletion. What depletion? A melanin. Go to Africa. The very same hair white people have, some blacks have it. Never been interbreeded. You have, the, the, from in Africa, never been breeded. You got brown skin, dark skin, hair texture, different texture, everything else. Just never never came up to be. So with, with that said, I I, I really uh, uh, appreciate what you said, uh, Brother George, uh, because it's time that we need to wake up. We just go on sending our, our allowing our children and, and grandchildren <laughs> and, and, and with me, um, you know, grandkids and things are, are about to uh, send themselves back into slavery. I mean, uh, uh, don't understand. And they say if we don't know our history, what happened to our past, we're doomed to repeat it. And all our kids do is pick up rap music and, Nobody listen at the news or, or research history. All we won't do is talk about some rap thing. Then you go to 
a rap concert just like the other night. They went to this little concert yeah. on Florida Boulevard, and, Come on. and, and six people got six got shot and two died. And just about every other night, it's the same thing. Four died, five or six get shot at a pool party. A one-year-old baby died. Somebody else died, and the rest of them wounded. It, 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 it's so it's so sad, and it's ignorant. It is ignorant. ignorant. It's ignorant. That we yeah. that's the way we that's the way we roll like that's cool. No, it's not cool for a man. And 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 I want to tell you this. And this is in the African American community. They figure they, 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 our kids are growing up thinking you're not a man unless you've been to jail or prison. Where where did that <laughs> concept ever come from? <laughs> where did that concept ever? You're not a man unless you've been to prison. I hear it. I grew up around that kind of stuff. I grew up almost <laughs> believing in that stuff. I remember it. <laughs> man, we, we, we were we were ready. We were ready. We were our manhood. For what? <laughs> because we were ignorant. Ignorance is bliss, man. And we need to get our children straight with that foolishness. <laughs> yes, sir. Is there Hello? any more? Uh, Hello? Yes, is there any more comment? Hello? Yes, uh, uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right. Uh, one last thing out that Kemp, where you go. Uh, I can recall a time in my childhood, and even when I was in my early adulthood, it was a, 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 a I guess you could say it was a required effort, a demanded effort by the elders that we went and baptized the children. But uh, I, I've noticed now that that desire to have the children baptized at a Christian institution is just about gone. You don't even hear them speak about taking the children to church to be baptized. I don't even hear them talking about that. And I'm telling you, I've been moving around lately until my truck broke, but uh, nobody's talking about baptizing the children. All these young parents are... And a lot of the grandparents who have grandchildren, nobody has, is having that conversation. I, no, I, that, that, that has really, really hurt the community. We've lost our love for the Lord. Correct, correct. It, it's, it, we're, we're, even church has turned to a party. We're party people. I mean, I don't do it at the church I pastor. Uh, we, we, don't come, we come in there for to get the word. If you if you don't don't like the way I preach, that's fine. But you you're gonna learn something. Uh, you're gonna learn about what does Jesus said, go make disciples, teach them to observe teaching them. That's what he said. He didn't say dance for them and hoop and holler at them. He said teach them. So when you say that is people are not when we grew up in back in the days when we grew up. We 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 went to church. We had to get baptized, and we we, we, we they had the mourners bench. I never will forget the mourners bench, man. <laughs> Those old people had you at church. You couldn't go play sports. You could. We couldn't go to the swimming pool. Right. We had to pray and stay around the house. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, but today it's like uh, if you ever go get a chance to read the book of Joshua, when the children of Israel made it to the promised land. Joshua said, then there arose a new generation, and who knew not God, 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 God,
I mean, it's like we don't they don't understand the suffering and and and, and the horror that with the the people our age uh, witnessed mm. with uh with 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 Martin Luther King and in the sixties and the late fifties and sixties and in the early seventies, what went down? You know, I I uh, I suffered from the said the the uh, seventies, the beginning of the seventies, but in the sixties, I also was arrested for Martin Luther King time. So I understand. I understand the the the, the struggle. I understand how you get beat. And because I've had I took some whooping, took some I'm gonna put it that way. So I, I understand, but at the same time, <laughs> our children don't know. But our parents was there to make sure we got baptized. And it, it, it's something that that we have to raise our children in the fear and admonition of God every every night. Reverend Reverend Williams every night talks about these issues that you're talking about right now. Every night, if you turn on on at seven o'clock tomorrow night, it'll be on at eight. But he addressed different issues about what's happening with us. Why are we not doing what we supposed? We're not raising our children in the fear and admonition of God. Why are we we become getting lost generation? Hmm. And but it's, it's up to us to rekindle, like the Apostle Paul say, stir up the gift. And, mm-hmm. and if you look at uh, when he say stir up the gift, it comes from like sticking a poker in in a fireplace or in a fire, and the fire almost going out. And what you do, you 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 stir it up, and the hot coals start amber start lighting up again, and you put a little more wood in. So what they're saying, build back the fire in us. We need to build that fire that's inside of us. We need to stir up that gift. And and that's what that means when they say stir up the gift. I know people come with all kinds of things that we say, but that's what it means. It, it told Timothy to stir up the fire. It, the analogy mm. of stirring up a fire, rekindling the fire within him, and that's what Paul was telling Timothy. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. All right. Any other uh, any other questions or statements or comments for Dr. Kemp? All right, Pastor. Amen. Well, if there are not any more questions or whatever tonight, I know that there are some that's online who are, who are not asking questions, but I just pray that uh, you did take some notes. And as I always tell you, you could take notes and Go back as a reference point. Everything that I said, because I'm not going to come on here and give you misinformation. The information that I give to you, you could Google it, you could research it, and you'll find out that it is it, it, it's, 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 it, it is not it's, there's no errors with it. It's, it's straight truth. So. I want us, and I want us to learn from it, and I want us to move forward and to prosper from the knowledge that we get from what we hear. And uh, God is good. We need to really get our children to learn these things because it's not being taught on uh, the federal government and the state governments are not teaching these things in school, although they are in books. But if you don't give the book in school and if that person 
don't don't worry about it and we have so many uh black white people that that believe anything a white person say and tell you that we shouldn't wear well don't worry about that. Don't worry about what color Jesus was. Well why did somebody else make everybody in the Bible white and there was there were there were there were people there were people of color, they were black. Well, why why you are uh, they were black and brown people. Why you well why why do you allow these people to do this? And then when you tell them that you know that the peace Jesus wasn't black, if you know that Paul was, you know that Moses and, and, and Joseph and Joshua and, and all these people, you know that none of them were, were, were Caucasian. Uh, we shouldn't worry about that. God is God and love everybody. Wherever did y'all that love us, well, you made us slaves and you, and you you colonize Africa and you're killing people everywhere. So don't lie, don't 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 run that game on me. Amen to that. Don't run the game. I, 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 you know I wasn't born yesterday, and I'm not ignorant. Mm. <laughs> Amen. I, I'm not without knowledge. So you you take that to somebody else, and we have to raise our children first of all in the fear and admonition of God. And then learn of ourselves. Amen. So we are, we're going to go on and pray. But if you have anything you'd like to say before we go into prayer, uh, Pastor William. I just want to say thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Our brother George, thank you for being here. Dr. Kemp, as usual, thank yes, you for an awesome you. show uh, uh, full of knowledge and wisdom. And don't forget, y'all, we'll be here tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, Breaking Chains. Thank you very much. Amen. Uh, we're going to go and pray again. I want to each and every one I pray with something. Heavenly Father, we come in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we come thanking you, Lord, for everything that was said and done. We thank you for Reverend William as he is. Uh, these are different ministries that he he put laid forth for us, Lord, that we could learn more of ourselves and learn more of God. We thank you, Lord, for his going in and his coming out, Lord. We just thank you. Lord, we thank you for uh, Brother George as he shared with us. We thank you, Lord, and we need to get our children uh, baptized and get our children to live in the fear and admonition of you. We need to, Lord, we need to get them back into the church and get them to learn your holy word. Now, Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that it was something said, something done, or something referred to in this program that get, that we gain some knowledge and wisdom up on on the dealing with emancipation proclamation Juneteenth, the origin of man, about the different things about uh, institutionalized slavery, what's going on today, systemic racism, and others, and the origin of mankind, and that's one of the most important things that I I, I reach out to people with the origin of mankind because. If you only knew, if the African or blacks only knew, you are that man. You are that man that God created first. Now, you're not second and you're not below anybody. You were the first. You are the original human being. So I thank you, Lord God. I thank you for allowing me to be able to share with the knowledge that I've acquired. And, Lord, I pray that you would just continue to have those to listen in and have them to ask questions. And those who not asking questions, if they have something they would like to share, 
I've always heard that iron sharpens iron and that we could learn from one another and we could continue to reach forth and learn more and more. I thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, I want to say this, Lord, that I love black people, white people, rich people, poor people. I love everyone. I may, I may, I may resent what people say and do, but I don't hate a person. Now, Lord, I want to say, Lord, I love everyone, and there's nothing anyone could do about it. Much love. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. God bless. Amen. 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 God bless everybody. Have a good night. Remember, we are one. Enjoy yourself. Be blessed, y'all. Amen. God bless.
thank you for taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LeBron Kemp, right here on Breaking, right here on Breaking Chains, Chains on YAT, on YAT, YAT Radio. Radio. Heard every Heard Tuesday every right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LeBron Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio, where we are Breaking Chains. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.